on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There is Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Oh, what a week. What a week it's been in golf. Great to have your company, Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you. As we talk all things golf, this is the clubhouse. Marco's here. Oh, a fair bit to talk about, Marco. <laughs> G'day, Jules. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. Still tired from staying up late and, and watching what was going on. It was great fun to watch. How good was it? Um, oh. Different from last year. You know, mm-hmm. last year, Stenson's last round was you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Three putts the first, then goes ballistic. Mm-hmm. This year, different because of what happened, you know, around the 13th hole. Oh. Got a kid imploding who is uh, who has done. He's got a history of imploding. <laughs> so look, it was uh, it was fascinating. The drop. I'm not sure what you oh. thought about the drop. I tell you what I, th- I think about it straight off the top. Yeah. It pays to know the rules. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And I reckon I don't know whether it was the camera angle, but I know the official who stood on top of the sand dune and pointed what looked to be about 20 or 30 degrees mm. in the other direction. Because the rule says if you take an unplayable lie, yeah. you, you can take two club lengths either side, yep. not um, nearer the hole, or you can go back as far as you can. That's correct. So as far as you want, in fact, as far as you want, um, keeping the hole, not the green, keeping the hole and the point where the ball lays and you go back in a straight line That's from right. there yes. or you go back to the tee. There are your three options in yep. an unplayable. So... The rules official stood on top. So the reason he was standing on top of this sand dune, it was so he could see the hole and where Jordan's ball was. But then his arm looked like it was going on a pretty big it had angle. a real sort of angle about it, didn't it? Out towards the driving range mm. and all the trucks. And, of course, the driving range in play. So that's what it looked like. But you and I both know that photography is a funny thing. That's right. And you, mm. you, the angles can you, stuff you around. Bottom line, were you comfortable with it on or two-dimensional? not? two-dimensional. Yeah, I I was because you've just got to go with the rules officials. Yeah. They, they they are in charge. They're, they're there for a reason, aren't they? I agree. Yeah. They're, they're in charge, and unless that cherry picker crane was perfectly lined up, <laughs> I mean, if it was off five degrees, yeah. maybe that means that his arm looked 20 degrees off. I, I don't know. Some, there'd be a mathematical person out there who could tell you all the machinations. Yep. But when, there, when, you're, in, when you're with a rules official... He wins. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happens. That's right. Now, the rules are such that you can do your own rulings. So if there was no rules official there and Jordan was doing it all by himself yep. and his caddy was pointing like that rules official did, then he'd be jumping up and down and he'd be saying, hang on, hang whoa, 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 on whoa, whoa, a second whoa, 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 whoa. here. Yep. He's pushed him over 20 degrees so he can drop it on the practice range. But because a rules official was involved, yep. you can't argue. Yep. You can't argue. That's right. And you can't even argue how long it took. Well, this is my next. Minutes. This was my next point. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight minutes it to was to play the hole. Gee, I fell for Matt Kuchar. Oh. Gee, I fell for him. I, uh, <laughs> is he within his rights to be? Little, I know they're great mates, the two of them, yeah. and he, I, brilliantly handled by the coach. Yeah, the way he just let it go. He said, "Yep, you got to yeah. do what you got to do." Understands. He's no, take he was good. Time. He's a professional. Got on with business. But do you feel for him? A fair oh. bit? Yeah. And is he entitled to be a little bit annoyed by the whole process? By the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Then the a way it bit. was handled and how long it took and the momentum swing and all that sort of stuff. What was more what was more important to me as a as a player's man, you yep. know, the way I think, yeah. um, 
watching him sit there and what you know, you, you get this yardage book. You also get a piece of paper with all the numbers on on where the green, where the pin mm-hmm. is on each, every hole. Um, and if you're a pro, what you do is before the round, you you write it all in so you can throw the piece of paper away, so you don't have any chance of losing the piece of paper. So he took the opportunity just to fill in on his book what he was doing. So he kept his mind active. He yeah. found something to do. Yeah. So I thought that was brilliant. You know, he sat on his bag. He knew it was going to take a long time. Yep. And he said, well, stuff it. I've got my yardage book and this piece of paper with all the pin numbers. I'll just write it in and get my, keep my mind occupied. So I thought that was absolutely brilliant. But, you know, we, everyone's talking about Jordan Spieth and what he did, and rightfully so, yes. too, by the way. Yes. Because, You're you know, the Birdie wire, Eagle, wire. Birdie, yep. Birdie Eagle, Birdie, Birdie. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, if, but if he was, wasn't, was remarkable. If he wasn't leading and he came from behind and did that, we'd all be saying, what a, what a remarkable yeah. finish and how good was the closeout yeah. and all that. But instead, because he was so far ahead to begin yeah. with. But if you if you if you'd watched the the entire round, and I know there are people out there who have, yeah. So the, for those of you who haven't watched the entire round, you'll see it all over the place, mate. He was hitting it everywhere. Could, Drives crooked. He was imploding. You could tell from the first hole where he missed left and was deep in the rough. Mm. And I'm going to ask you masterclass later on about how to play out of rough yeah, like that because yeah, you saw it all week on the Super Summit. Yep. But the shot selection he had. For that second shot on the first hole, he tried to bump it back, bash it up yep. towards the green, and missed left again. And you could just yep. tell he wasn't quite with it. Well, he bogeyed. What well, he bogeyed three of the first four. Yeah. So lead gone straight away. Yeah. Lead gone. Started with a three shot lead. Lead gone Bang. after four like, holes. And, that, and then played like garbage. Still made yeah. some pars, but played like garbage. Made a birdie along the way yep. also. But he was four over after thirteen holes. Mm. Now, I want you to put yourself in Matt Kuchar's shoes now. Yeah. So Matt Kuchar stands on the 14th tee, one shot in front, with five holes to play. Yep. In an open, mind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's playing with a kid who is imploding and has a history of imploding in the majors. Yep. You play the next four holes, two under par. <laughs> and you stand on the 18th tee, Two behind it's all unfair. of a sudden? It's unfair. That's what it is. So he played the next four two under. It just so happens that Jordan Spieth played the next four holes five under in an open. That's all you have to say. Yep. Uh, Kuchers ended up plugging a ball in the bunker on the last and, and, and made a bogey where it didn't really matter. No. But Jordan Spieth, my God. Now, the next tournament, this is a Quail Hollow. Now, they've played a tournament there, a regular tour event for a long time, and it's a favourite. It's a favourite of all the players mm-hmm. because the course is so good. It's old-fashioned, small greens. Uh, you've got to thread the ball around. Yep. Uh, and there's the greens give you a little bit of trouble as far as the, the breaks. There's lots of breaks. It's a beautiful, old-world, awesome place to play golf. This is Jordan Smith's bread and butter. <laughs> it's his bread and butter. <laughs> now, he's won the Masters. He's won the US Open. He's now won the Open. And he's got a US PGA coming up next month mm-hmm. and a golf course that suits him. Yeah. Back him now, because he <laughs> eats pressure. He eats, pre- he, he, he eats yeah. pressure for breakfast, this kid. And I know there's a throwaway line, yeah, but he, he does. Was, he was phenomenal. He does. He was simply phenomenal. And just the way the way he putted in those first three rounds, Marco, incredible. It was just extraordinary. Incredible. Absolutely. Can, extraordinary. We, can I just touch on his golf swing just for a little yeah. bit? Because he he's got a really bad swing. <laughs> and you've said you've said in the past that his swing can't hold up, but it continues to hold up. <laughs> and let me you know, he's got a really weak grip. His left hand grip is so weak. And then he's got a bowed left wrist at the top, yep. which kind of offsets the weak grip. 
Um, his footwork through the ball is so bad. <laughs> like if you just showed me, yeah. if you just showed me, and he's he's his coach is an Australian guy too, Cameron McCormack, yep. and he'd be laughing too. He'd he'd laugh along to this because where we'll finish up is something else. But if you just showed me his footwork and his left arm through the ball, I'd say, oh, he plays off 16 or 17. <laughs> Could it, it's uh, so bad. Yeah. But what Jordan Spieth does is he's a repeater. He's, he's like Craig Perry. He's a repeater. A much better version of Craig Perry. But Craig Perry was a repeater. He just did the same thing over and over and over. And, and like I was saying, he's, he's, he's got a very weak grip, a bowed left wrist. Uh, they offset each other. He's got a chicken wing, is what it's called, through the ball. Mm-hmm. A really bad one. <laughs> like the worst chicken wing I've ever seen any golfer of note have. Yep. Ever. Um, and I don't know. It's, 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 there's no rhythm. There's not a lot of rhythm. Like he hasn't got the beautiful Sebi Ballesteros or Fred Couples rhythm. It's, you know, even just your regular tour pro has nice rhythm. Yeah. He's got disgusting rhythm, but it's the same rhythm every single yeah. shot. It's got that consistency. So Cameron McCormack, if you're listening, and he, he went to my school too, Texas Tech. Yep. Ended up going to college, uh, Texas Tech. But if you're listening, well done, because <laughs> you've turned this kid yep. into something really, really special. Yep. Um, I'm sure he couldn't have done it without Cameron's help. You know, the chipping and putting is one thing, yep. and Cameron McCormack is, is big on this. I mean, from what I've been told, Sue O's now goes and sees um, mm-hmm. Cameron McCormack, and they touch on the golf swing for about 15 minutes. Most of the work he does, 40 minutes Around of short game, game stuff. Yep. You can see that with Jordan. He, he has done a remarkable job. And the kid, he threads the ball. He turns it right to left. He turns it left to right. He hits the clutch shots. Um, and that's the, that's the mind thing. And, you know, we were talking about this during the week, actually, um, a few golfers and I. And we are saying that he's got Tiger's putting and he's got, got Tiger's mind. Uh, Tiger was a much better player. Yeah, a much better player when he when Tiger was at his but, best. Uh, the stuff between the ears, Marco. But here's a great example yeah. of of if you are a brilliant putter, and and if you are if you have this amazing mind, and it doesn't matter how you hit the ball, you, you'll get there. You'll get there by hook or by crook. It'll just happen. And yep. Jordan Spieth is walking, talking proof that if your mind is strong and you have a magnificent putting ability, away you go. And the the thing I love most about him, Marco, is that he's very easy to barrack for. Yeah, that's true too. And yeah. you're happy to see him win. Yeah. You're happy to see him be successful because, well, he's been out to Australia, what, three, the last three years? Yeah, coming out again. Coming out again. Coming out again, mind him you. up in Sydney. At he, Australia. He, might, he might be coming to the Australian golf course in November yep. with a career, career grand, grand slam. slam. The youngest ever. So an amazing get by Golf Australia. Yep. Congratulations. And to when that. he comes out, he's so gracious. He's so yeah. giving with his time. He's so yep. he just he seems like a good bloke. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him with his mates? Now he's everywhere. Oh, mate, the I've last done... three weeks he's been or the last three days, he's been chugging yep. out of the claret jug everywhere he goes. Mark, I've been telling you about this with the Ricky Fowler Snapchat for the last twenty four months. Yeah. They're so fun to watch yeah, on their they Snapchat. Are. Justin Thomas <laughs> Justin now he's Thomas. he's part of that little oh, gang. And we're gonna get to his outfit too. And yeah. Jason Day's outfit a little bit later on. Yes. So stick around we'll for that. We'll grade those. Yes. We'll get That's important. to that. That is important. That is important. Um but yeah, it was um it's great to see him doing well because he's a, a ripping bloke. What do you think of the venue, Royal Birkdale, uh, as it came it. up? Yeah, I thought thought it came up really well. Yep. I, I thought the the stands on the 18th are so good and they're so respectful of the crowd. And yeah. um, 
I want to touch on the broadcast as well a little yeah. bit later. Some good things, some bad things. It's but... not your normal Lynx course. I forgot a little bit about it. It's yeah. it's kind of like Royal Melbourne is to Blackrock Beach. It's inland. Yeah. And it's a bit like Royal, Royal Sydney is the same thing. They've mm-hmm. got a bay not very close to Royal Sydney, but it's inland. Mm-hmm. So we are used to seeing Lynx golf courses right on the water. Right, on the water, yeah. right there. The Lynx land is yeah. what I'm talking about. So... They've probably used a bit of farmland there for uh-huh. all Birkdale, but it still came up magnificent. That's good, wasn't it? Uh, we go back to Carnoustie next year. Yep. Um, that's a little bit inland, just a little bit, but it's right there. And I reckon Royal Birkdale, I, I've never seen, I think that's, of all the opens that I've ever watched, I thought the camera work did it justice. It was yeah. fantastic. And I thought, they got really lucky with the weather as well because we got to see it in all the elements. We got yeah. to see it when it was really nice and forgiving. And yes. then we got to see it when it was brutal as yeah. well. When the winds picked up and it was really difficult to play. Yeah. Brandon Grace, we saw a record break as well. Yep. 62 in a major. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yep. Uh, they shortened the course, but it doesn't matter. He shot 62 in a major. Yep. Johnny Miller, yeah, he kind of said well done through gritted teeth mm-hmm. because he used to hold that amazing record uh, when he won. I think he did it. Was it Marion? I don't know. Oakmont? Might have been Oakmont. 63 in the last round. Yeah. When the course, well, it rained overnight, but still 63 out that rough was amazing. Um, the kid from China yeah, in the, on last the last round. round. What about that? We've got to talk about this yep. because I think that round was better than Brandon Grace's. Mm-hmm. One, because it's in the last round of an open. Yeah. And two, because the course went back to the correct length. Now, Hao Tong Lee. Hao Tong Lee. That's him. Hao Tong Lee. Now, I, at, towards the end of my, my career, I played the China Tour. It was a three-week tour, and you played about five different events. Some of them were just two-day events. Mm-hmm. But the China Tour has been in action now for about 20 years. It's grown. And now their biggest tournaments are on the European Tour. We need to learn from this. Oh, and this is I'm, Do I'm, we ever need to learn from Golf this? Australia's downstairs. I'm going to go down there one day. And I'm going to have a blueprint all yep. set up because my blueprint. Some sort of presentation. <laughs> PowerPoint. My blueprint would look like this. And if you've been, I apologize if you've listened to this show a lot. But if all of our Vic Opens and Vic PGAs and Queensland Opens and Queensland PGAs and New South Wales Opens and New South Wales PGAs and the same in South Australia and the same in WA and the same in Tassie, if they are all linked up before Christmas and you have an order of merit, mm-hmm. and then you have our big ones yes. in February. <laughs> When the cricket, we are sick of it. Yeah. We've just finished off the tennis. Done. It's right before football. And you have one, two, three, four. Seems like a nice time to play some golf. And New Zealand. Throw them in as well. Yep. And those four or five events are all part of the European tour. And if you play well before Christmas, the leading 20 players get in to those events. And mm. if the Europeans don't come down to play, then just pick it off. Bump it up to 40. Whatever it is. Yep. Whatever the number is. And then we're getting our kids playing in European tour events and getting ready like they are doing in China. Boom. Watch what's happening in China. Yep. If they overtake us, if they start winning more majors than us in the next 20 years, and I didn't go downstairs and fix this situation, Jules. Your personal it's, fault. It's my fault. <laughs> so I'm doing it for everybody. The seven under round 63 to finish was very impressive. Yeah. So too is the five under round from Mark Leishman to get him into tied for yeah, sixth brilliant. as well, which was great. He, he he's a regular now, majors. Yeah, he's a regular, he's a consistent performer, Marco. Yeah, he is, and he's going to get. He's going to be getting now getting to a point where he's not too nervous playing in the majors. No. That's pretty good for for a kid from Warrnambool, here in Victoria, country Victoria, seaside place, for him to now be in a major championship and feeling really co- cozy. Poof, 
Away he goes. Nice. He's going to get in the master. He's going to get in everything again next year on the back of this and probably his, his number in the world ranking these days. Um, come on, I re- he can win two. I'd love him to win two. A US Open maybe. Maybe a Masters as well. Get him the Masters. Yeah, that'd be great. Performer in the Masters. Plays well. Now, Absolutely. Before we get to a break, a little bit of fun, Marco. Yes. I um, enjoyed some of the tweeting during the final round. Mm-hmm. A lot what of people, uh, did they just boo Matt Kuchar? Not fair. <laughs> and then I read a letter to the editor that popped up on uh, golf.com this week. Yeah. It comes from Jim Bowens from Sidemouth in Devon. Right. says, while watching the final round highlights of the Open, I noticed that every stroke the eventual winner Jordan Spieth made was warmly applauded. Mm. Not so the runner-up, Matt Kuchar. At every stroke, he seemed to be booed, even on the final hole. I was expecting the commentators to have something to say about this, yet they said nothing. Unsporting doesn't come near describing this behavior. (laughs) I say to you, Jim Bowens, I don't even have anything to say. Get with the program, Jim. Gooch. The amount of people who were tweeting, if you just search the Open on Twitter, the amount of people who were saying, why are they booing Matt Kuchar? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. A break. We're going to talk about Jason Day, Justin Thomas, their outfits. Controversial. I hey, loved them. Hey, what about, uh, I want to talk too about Sean Norris. Yes. South African lad. Mm-hmm. Putting unusually Ooh. in a tournament that the R&A run. Yep. That's coming up. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, hey, welcome back. It is The Clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you. We're reviewing a big week in golf. Uh, the Open. We'll get to some of their more interesting attires a little bit later Yeah, we on, better. Marco. And, um, we'll talk about Curtis Luck at some stage yes, as well. Yes, and a masterclass coming up from you about how to play out of that deep rough where we saw some great slow motion footage mm. coming through. But Marco, before we go any yeah. further, we should touch on and wish all the best to uh, Australian champion golfer Jared Lyle. Jared Lyle. Uh, our thoughts are with him and everyone who listens to this show and works here. Uh, we're thinking of you, mate, and um, we yep. hope that uh, we hope that everything's Can okay. I a little bit more. He came down to Melbourne. He was playing pennant golf for Commonwealth. Uh, he was always a good player as a kid. Got sick. Uh, Robert Allenby, who's challenged Cancer Foundation, yep, actually looked after Jared yeah. Lyle. Um, you know, there's you know, amazing photos of, of Robert Allenby and Jared Lyle, um, you know, in hospital. Jared Lyle in a sick bed and you know fighting for his life. And then that's followed up with photos of Jared Lyle and Robert Allenby playing practice rounds together. Mm-hmm. On the U.S. tour, he got to a stage in America where he wasn't just, you know, a, a card member, a, you know, a card holder. He was playing big time golf. He was playing well in last rounds. He was cashing hundred thousand dollar checks. Yeah. Things were rolling for Jared Lyle, and then he get cut, got cut down again. Uh, Thirty five years old, he you know gets over that one. Thirty five years old, he's you know finding his way in the media a bit. We saw him. If you've got Fox Sports in this country, mm-hmm. you saw him doing a little bit of presenting on yep. Fox Sports News. Um, and he, he had a little cough and he went to the doctors to say, hey, listen, have you got something for me? Because, you know, I just, I've got to be able to talk without coughing just for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and the doctor suggested that he goes and gets checked out. And that's what happened. Had a little blood test and they found the cancer again. So, look, we do. You're right. We wish him all the best. We hope he goes well. Yep. Um, well, we know he goes well. He's Absolutely. beaten it twice. The fighter. So one more time. Come on, make it a hat trick and it. we'll be talking to you soon. 100%, Marco. Well said. Now, a um, couple of things out of the open, which I want to ask you about. The coverage itself. Yeah. Um, obviously, great prime time. 
Um, we love being able to go home six o'clock. It starts yeah, and it's on. And absolutely. What did you make of the overall broadcast, Marco? Yeah, well, year? it's very different from what we're used to on yeah. Fox Sports on Monday morning, when it's you know up and about. And mm-hmm. Let's have some. It's it's more entertaining. Where I think that you know some of the commentators are pretty dry for our yeah. standards. Um, who was who was the player who chipped it, who put it in on the first for Eagle? Um, on I can't remember his name, but they just yeah. absolute nondescript commentary. Oh, that's gone in. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's lots of that. So the BBC looks very different over there. Is but you know for one week of the year, I really like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, sometimes you stay up and you watch the European tour. I, the European tour normal ones they seem to be a little bit better than me. I think there's yeah. Sky Sports do those ones, and then the BBC does the big one, uh, the Open. So look, I don't mind. Once, once a year, mm-hmm. but I'm really happy that they've got the shot tracer over there. Yes. And it's made such a difference, especially to on iron shots. Any kind of greens, coverage, which I like. Yeah, not just off the tee. Yeah, look, you can jump up and down and carry on, but once a year, they yeah. do it their way. Yeah, I kind of miss Peter Ellis still. <laughs> I'm a big Peter Ellis fan. You know, he used to just they used to sit him up there in the commentary booth and yeah. just he would just muse to himself. He didn't even have anybody up there. It was just yeah. him talking to himself basically. Yeah, and he was a funny character. So, look, I don't, I don't mind. One week of the year, fantastic. Yep. And like I said, like we were saying before, the, the, I thought the camera work was brilliant yep. and the shot tracer makes makes golf these days. You've got a golf tournament, you need shot tracer cherry, in your armory. The number of cherry pickers up high, Marco, on the course was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> That's something they've been doing for years and years uh, and years. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. It's sensational. All the, that stuff's good. The only thing I didn't like was a couple of the uh, first, yep. I think it was a Thursday and Friday where there's so many good golfers in the world playing yep. at once. The amount of times we saw Jordan Spieth or someone mm. just walking along the path yeah. to the tee. Yeah. Mate, there's the best 50 <laughs> golfers in the world are here, and one of them is playing a shot right now. So show that rather can, than watching Jordan Spieth walk for a 250 metres. Can I bring something up? It, w- it was remarkable that the first groups were hitting off at 6.35 on round one and round two, and we got to see that. Yep. So they were broadcasting from 6.30 in the yeah. morning over there. Uh, because of that... Uh, on the Saturday, you got to see the first group go out there as well. In that first group was a kid called Sean Norris from South Africa. Ooh. Now, because the BBC probably don't cover golf and understand golf and the commentary uh, might be a little bit different, Sean Norris putts very much like Bernard Langer and oh, Scott no. McCarran. Oh, no. And because he was playing by himself at the first group, we got a really good look at Sean Norris and the way that he putts. And it was so clear that Sean Norris was anchoring something that you are not allowed to do anymore. What was he doing, Marco? Anchoring. Anchoring. <laughs> and didn't Twitter light up. Ooh. Here you have a tournament that is run by the RNA, yep. the biggest sticklers for, for rules. rules in the whole world. <laughs> in the whole world. Them and the USGA. Now, the USGA, we saw a young lady move three grains of sand. And they penalised her two shots, three grains of sand. Mm -hmm. We saw Dustin Johnson. He didn't touch the ground behind the ball. He didn't touch the ball. The ball moved, Mm -hmm. and they deemed it that he moved it. That's it. So these two organisations... But anchoring's okay, Marco. No, it's not. They've told us it's okay. No, it's not. (laughs) The bloke on Facebook had a go at you and said it was okay. Well, he's an idiot too, (laughs) in my view. But I'm telling you, Sean Norris... And, the, I mean, I, I I was tweeting out, look at this. I'm tweeting it directly to the RNA, directly to the Open Championship. I'm <laughs> tweeting it to everybody to see what was going to happen. Nothing. Yep. They didn't say anything. Mm. That, to me, tells me that they are embarrassed. Because if they're not embarrassed, 
they come out like the rules official does on the Champions Tour. Comes out, you know, fighting. But everyone was doing it. wasn't just me. Brandon Chambly yeah. was, was tweeting out stills of, you could just see, you know, his hand right in his sternum, creasing his shirt. Mm. I mean, just clear anchoring. And if you... If you don't know what we're talking about, folks, the way Peter Senior used to putt with a broomstick putter, yep. you're not allowed to putt like that anymore. You're not allowed to have your bicep close to your rib cage. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to have the end of the club or your thumb in your uh, sternum or on your chin. You're not allowed to anchor the putter in that fashion and use the putter like a broomstick putter. You're not allowed to do it. Well, you had this guy, Sean Norris, doing it all morning. It was disgusting. He shot 64. He shot 64 doing it by himself. Now, I'm sure he was alerted to what was going on because the next day I think he shot 78 or something. Yeah. On the day that was, was pretty similar. Not anchoring the next day. Well, he, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it is so embarrassing. Yeah, it was, it was it, to, For me to cover golf yep. and to see a rule blatantly being broken in front of us and know the history of the RNA and the USGA who have been so penal yep. for so long. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy doing it right in front of you. Ah, oh, disgusting. We're going to have a look at the vision, facebook.com forward slash the Clubhouse yep. Golf Show. Just have a look. Search yep. the Clubhouse Golf Show. We'll put that uh, vision up yep. so you can have a look and see what we're talking You've about. You've got to protect the field, mate. Yep. You've got to protect the field. And, you know, I know now, I know now that people like Langer and McCarran and Sean Norris, they get it ticked off on the putting green. They say, come over and have a look. This is how I'm going to putt. And they go, oh, yeah, if you putt like that, you'll be right. Mm. Well, and I've explained to you before, it's exactly like Mural Ithran, yep. who got all the gizmos on his yeah. arms and, and they went to some shed didn't somewhere. Bowl his doosa. And did the <laughs> testing. And they go, oh, no, 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 his right. elbow doesn't bend 15 degrees. Yeah. No worries. No worries at all. Well, when the lights go on and when you're under pressure and it's the player's the intent. Ricky up the other Oh, no, I didn't intend to anchor. I didn't intend to do it. Yeah. What a crap rule. And you can't wait another two years. They've actually got to come out and go, Bang, yeah. right now. Change. Because there's a lot of money at stake and you've got to protect the field. End of story. End of rant. Sorry, mate. A break. Plenty more Clubhouse still to come. Stick around. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse. Mark Allen, Julian Bayard with you. We're talking all things golf right around Australia. If you do miss any of the show, want to listen back, just search for the Clubhouse Golf Show on iTunes. You can download, subscribe to the podcast each and every week as you're driving to your golf course on mm. a Saturday morning. Just listen to the podcast. Search for the Clubhouse Golf Show on iTunes. Now, Marco, I tuned in on Thursday night watching the golf. Yes. And I saw one of the greatest things I've seen. What is it? Justin Thomas's attire. Outfit. Yeah. It was simply magnificent, Marco. The yeah, Ralph Lauren it. kit, the cardigan, cardigan. with the tie underneath a loose tie I thought I thought the loose tie was good the commentators didn't like it that's if you're going to wear it do it up the a commentators bit. didn't like it no they well they liked I think they were a bit on the fence they didn't really want to have an opinion come on they wanted it done up though I thought it was it. absolutely sensational I loved it Marco absolutely loved brilliant. it brilliant yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it when the uh, players in the past have worn a button down shirt mm-hmm. looks yeah. silly but when you've got a cardi and you've got the loose tie and oh, the cardi keeps nice. the tie from Going all over the place. So good. Just for a change, yep. I thought it looked spectacular. Um, there, there used to be, uh, oh God, what was his name? There was a guy, there was a, there was a Swedish guy who used to come down to Australia and he used to wear the ties from time to time. He's a great player as well. Um, yeah, this is back in the 80s when I was caddying. 
as a kid, he used to turn up with the tyres on. He looked an absolute treat. Um, much better than plus fours that you know Roger Davis wore oh, for all those years. Plus fours. And Payne Stewart <laughs> wearing the plus fours. What a load of garbage they yeah. were. Absolute garbage. But this... Just a cool tie yeah. under the cardi. It was so fitting for the course and the history of the Open. and it just yeah. it, He was young enough. It was respectful. Oh, I thought it was superb. It was magnificent. Yep. Then you had Jason Day. Now, before I have my say, I want to know what you thought, Marco. He had the sort of the slim line, almost tracksuit pant, top yeah. of a black jean, yep. almost. With the uh, elastic With around the leg the, at the bottom. From the knee down. Yeah. With a loose ish up on the thigh, yeah, and then he had the white high top Nike golf shoes, the Air Jordan style, yeah, white shoe, like you'd hat. wear, like you would, like you would have worn playing basketball yep. back in the nineteen eighties. That's it. If you were playing, you were playing Nikes a pickup game out. in New York, you wouldn't uh, have looked out of place. Look, I respect what he's trying to do, which is just you know trying to be a little bit different and yep. and not look like a robot, but I'd find a different way. Yeah, <laughs> that's just my, me personally. Yeah, but I do, I I, I do respect what they're trying to do, yep. which is not turn up in a pair of slacks mm. and or a pair of you know, khaki slacks, a white pair of golf shoes, your navy blue top, um, a navy blue belt, and a yep. hat. Because yep. it, you know, it could be anybody. Yeah. So I respect it. I do. But I'm not a high tops on the golf course <laughs> kind of guy. No, I'm not. Yep. But, um, you know, the pants he was wearing, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Wear that and, you know, the no-show socks. Yeah. Look sensational. That, I, I wouldn't mind that look. I'm not sure which one I loved more, Jason Day or Justin. Oh, really? I loved them both. They did was, you really? I, I thought it was sensational. Tell me this. Yeah. At your club, your home club, yeah. Beacon Hills, yeah. if you turned up with a pair of high tops oh. and the elastic <laughs> pants, yeah. uh, would you? Would they let you on or would the club yeah. pro come out and say, what's going on? I reckon they'd let me on. I, uh, I reckon Kingston Heath, they'd say. You reckon? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Kingston Heath, the Royal Melbourne or Metro or some of the big clubs. I love, the golf. Australian. I love golf fashion, Marco. And I reckon... Royal Queensland. I reckon it was good. It was different. And I'm, I, Lake I'm with Karen you. Up or Royal Adelaide. I don't know. I'm I don't with, know what would happen. I think it's good to be different. I like... Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you. Players coming out, black pants, black shirt. Yeah. You know, two sponsors with the black hat on. Yeah. Like, please. Come on. Mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think players were doing that a little bit with the white belt. Remember the white belt first yeah. came out and then every single kid yeah. was wearing a white belt. Yeah. Uh the white <laughs> belt is so yesterday now though. It's just, the only time you can ever get away with a white belt is if you are wearing white pants. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That is it. Yeah. And even then it's a bit dodgy. I like the high tops though. I thought they were great. Yeah, well I'm I'm not gonna wear high tops anytime soon. Mm. Not not anytime soon. But thumbs up for trying. That's it. Thumbs up for trying. Good on him. Not my go. Having a go. I didn't think they worked, but having a, you know, go back to the drawing board and come back with maybe a different pair of pants that make yeah. them work better. Yep. I was sitting there watching the golf, and I made sure that the my girlfriend was watching as well. Yeah. And then Adam Scott came out in his sort of uni clothes, you yeah. know, looking a million dollars, and she said, now that's how you dress for golf. And I went, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, he's Mr. Navy Blue Slacks or oh. khaki slacks or black yeah. slacks and a white top. And, yep. You know. But probably more so the overall package. Yeah, 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 yeah. probably right. See, Sevy, I used to love Sev. Sev was such a plain... Sev, you know, when they do a tribute to Sevy on the European tour, everyone wears navy blue. Yep. They wear navy blue pants, navy blue jumper, white shirt, mm-hmm. uh, visor, white shoes. That was Sev. But he made it, he made it look magical because he was Sevy Ballesteros. And it's probably the same with, with Adam. He, yep. does, he does make 
he does make what would look boring on most look fantastic. So your girlfriend is probably correct. That he can do it, but not many other can. Yep. Now, before we get to a break, Marco, Curtis Luck, massive, Huge. massive chance of getting his card yeah. for the PGA Tour. So, look, I think he needs like 120-something points. Yep. And so, that would get him to uh, 125 uh, on the FedEx Cup points table. Yep. So, you only, have to get, you only have to break through that 125 and you're away. I think he's in the 160s at the moment. Yeah. So, currently, from 10 events, he's earned US 350,000 and 150 points, yep. leaving him in 168th position. He's uh, made six cuts, including a tie for 46 at the Masters. Great effort. Uh, He requires an additional 168 points to move to 125th and be given full status on the tour for next year and could achieve that with a third place or better in Toronto this week. Yeah, well, this kid's uh, he's another one like Jordan. His putting just gets better under Mm. pressure. So, look, uh, what are we? We'll probably be midway through, third round right now. Fingers crossed he's made the cut and he's playing well. Yeah. Gee, the pressure. Think about think about what he's trying to do. He's trying to get a job <laughs> where he possibly could earn three or four million bucks a year. Yeah. Imagine the pressure on those putts. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Luckily, um, you know, luckily, if you're that good, unfortunately what happens is your pride overrides everything yeah. and all you care about yeah. is what score you have. And it's amazing that, that actually the money happens. doesn't come in. Yeah, you, yeah, well you just you're so brought up in I've got to shoot a low score. That you might have the putt to get you a job where you could earn four million bucks a year, mm-hmm. but in the end you just think, you know, I just want to shoot the sixty-eight, and not have yep. it be a sixty-nine. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's the it. way champions work. That's the way they tick. They don't care. Mm-hmm. It's all about pride in the number that they sign for on the day, and he's one of those types. Yep. So good luck. Yeah. If it's not this year, it'll be next year, Marco. It'll be next year. Well, you think the, the amount of talent he's got. He, he's got a couple of opportunities. He can do this this week, mm-hmm. or he can play in the fall series, which is those four events, and play well. He's already got a web.com tour card, and when you play in those four tournaments, everyone's got the same pressure. Yeah. So it balances out. This mm-hmm. week in Canada, he's probably the only dude with this type of pressure happening. Yeah. Well, there wouldn't be many. You know, the guys trying to get in the top 125 to finish there. At the end of August, September, around that number. Yep. So, yeah, it's a big week. Good luck. Hey, while we're talking about Australians doing well, Carl Vilps, yes. 15 years old, won the Southern Amateur. Now, this isn't a junior tournament. This is a tournament that Bobby Jones won. He, Bobby Jones won this tournament 100 years ago. <laughs> so, Carl Vilps, who left our shores for a little bit more opportunity with his prodigious talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he went over and now playing high school golf and traveling around like this. Uh, he's also got a letter of, of of intent to Stanford, where Tiger Woods went to, to college. So this kid, who at 15 years old, has won a tournament like this. Tournament, the biggest amateur events, they can actually get you into Bang. tour events. Yep. We might have a 15-year-old Australian Oy. kid playing in a tour event the coming up. prodigy comes to mind, Marco. Well, he, he's been a prodigy for a long <laughs> time. So look, fingers crossed. Um, Golf Australia been backing this kid yep. to the hilt just lately. He had a bit of a some wires crossed early days. Uh, but now everyone's on board. We're watching, and he keeps on delivering. So, good. Carl Vilps, write the name down. One to remember. Before we get to a break, good news for the Australian PGA Championship at Royal Pines, uh, November, December. We've got the Masters champ coming. Masters champ, Sergio Garcia, is coming down, locked in. Yeah, fantastic. I'd love to see him the week before, too, at the Ooh, yes. uh, Australian Open. <laughs> but I wonder if there are any caveats involved from... Uh, 
Sydney tourism yes. that says, no, you can't go anywhere else. You've mm. only got to come here. Yeah. Jordan so Speed style. I'll do some digging. I'll see what I can come up with. <laughs> do it when you're doing your presentation <laughs> down at Golf Australia downstairs. Good on you. And Masterclass is next. Marco's going to tell you how to play out of that deep rough we saw at the Open this week. Stick around. Marco's Masterclass. Yeah, it's time to get a free golf lesson. Mark Allen is in the studio, the best teacher in golf on radio. No doubt about that. You get a free golf lesson at the start of the final segment every week. And Marco, I thought I'd come in this week. Hmm. We saw some great super slow-mo shots of players hitting out a deep rough. Yeah. How they were able to get it close. Yes. The ball obviously then rolls out towards the green. They were so good at it. And I saw hands staying forward and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And I thought, I'll come in and I'll ask Marco. When you're deep in the rough and you need to get your ball out of it, either hack it out yeah. or you've got a kind of a decent lie, how do you do it? Right, yeah. Are we talking about just hacking it out back on the fairway or hacking it out onto the green? I want to know both. Both, right. Hacking it onto the fairway, ball goes back in the stance, grip down as far as you can, mm-hmm. probably have your thumb and forefinger of your bottom hand on the steel, mm-hmm. break your wrists and just chop down on it as hard as you possibly can with like a pitching wedge or a sand wedge or your lob wedge. Yep. That's all you can do. Now, if you're in the long grass around the green and you want something to pop out and drift close, it's exactly like a bunker shot. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to make the ball come out of the rough and bounce to the right, an off-spinner, if you're a right-hander. Or if you're a left-hander, think about the left-hand bowler, you're going to hit the off-spinner. Yep. So you've got to cut across the ball. Long, loose swing and cut across the ball and try and make the ball spin so it kicks to the right when it lands on the green. And the curved sole, the, the sole's curved two ways these days, from toe to heel and also from front to back. But the curved sole from toe to heel, from heel to toe, that acts as bounce as well. And that's why it works so beautifully when you try and cut across the ball. You won't dig down, nice big long swing. You'll come down sharper on the ball. There'll be less grass in between the club and the ball. And you'll get some kind of contact. But you've got to have the club moving quickly to cut through all the grass. So if you try and do a nice little one, it's not going to cut through the grass. So you've got to find a way of making a big swing cutting through the grass and having the ball just pop up. And the only way you can do that is to cut across it as much as you possibly can. Try and make the ball bounce to the right or spin to the right when it hits the green. They never do because you're in thick rough, but try and make it happen anyway. Try and do it if you can. Yeah, try and make it happen anyway. Nice. Too easy. There you go. That's a great way of playing bunker shots too. I'll throw this in. Yep. If you are not trying to make the ball land and spin to the right Mm -hmm. in your bunker shots, you're doing it wrong. You're doing the wrong thing. Make it spin to the right. It's an an easy one. Yep. It's an easy one. That makes you aim left. It makes you cut across the ball. It makes you do everything that you're supposed to do. Table tennis style, Mark. Table tennis style. Make it spin to the right. There it is, Marco's Masterclass. Don't forget, if you want to podcast any of the show, just search for the Clubhouse Golf Show on iTunes. Marco, thank you for that. Good on you, Jules. See you next week. See you next week.